Welcome to Faith and Farmers, the Lakeshore Community Podcast, where we will learn the history of this beautiful area and hear the stories from the people who live here, love here, and serve here. I'm your host and friend, Seth Mulder. Let's go to work. Tell us about your family. I know. Our Shirley, my family. Yeah. Oh, they're they're great people. We probably don't have enough hours tonight for me. <laughs> <laughs> we really do have great kids, just great kids. Cheryl's been so good at teaching them the value of work, and that's come back to bless our lives. We look at Brady and Ashley and how hard they work, but how much they love the gospel and their family and the Lord. And that's, that's a great thing. And our other families are just the same. They, they love being in Lakeshore. They all love being down here. They're all good kids, got good wives and and kids, and we're surrounded by our grandkids. We couldn't ask for anything more than that. Just surrounded with, with our kids. What's, uh, what's one thing that you want? Obviously, you talked about work, and I mean, you live on a farm, right? Right. right. What do you want all of your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, what do you want them to know about you and Cheryl? how much we love them and how much Heavenly Father loves them. I think if we, if they, they know this, then I feel like we've been successful. For just them to know how much we love every one of our family. We just kind of feel like we're in the nucleus of everything. The kids come over, the grandkids come over. It's just so special. It, it's, there's not many families that have this blessing, and, and I, I don't think we take it for granted, do we? No. We're thrilled every time we have a little grandchild, every single day. We have grandkids and great-grandkids come in the house, say, Grandma, we're starving. <laughs> Have you, what can we eat? Have you got any Oreos? Have you got any Oreo cookies? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they all, they all know. The, the best part is they all know that this is their home too. This just isn't grandma and grandpa's home. This is our home for everybody and we want them all to, make, to know that there's love here. You've done some parenting and some grandparenting over your lifetime. Bev, what, what advice, tips do you have for young parents who are raising kids today? Well, I think we try to teach our kids now. We have a chance to kind of be on the listening end. So we like to listen a lot and let them talk. And we just kind of cat, get, catch bits and pieces of what's going on in their lives. But I think if, 
what we try to do is to try to teach them that the most important part in their thing that they can do in their lives is to not think so much of, well, what about me? What, what, you know, what can I get from this? Or, or is there a reward for me? But it's what can you do to make somebody else happy? happy. And if you can make somebody else happy, and you can be kind to somebody else, that's where the reward comes. It's just kind of like magic. <laughs> and I, I hope we've instilled in them that we have some of them that come here. We've got a, a, grand, a little conglomeration of bo young boys here. <laughs> These little boys are all growing up and they're all the same ages. And sometimes they get their pecking order just a little bit <laughs> mixed up and they all want to be the boss. And uh, we just try to teach them how important it is to be kind, to be kind and loving. So we talked about music, but we haven't talked about swimming yet. <laughs> Tell us about this. You know, I don't know if anybody's, you know, I know Cheryl has a, you know, Cheryl yeah. likes to go swimming in Utah Lake. I'm sure that's an, a, a story for another time. Maybe you'll all hear that. That certainly wouldn't be part of my story. <laughs> <laughs> but you like to swim. Oh, I do. I do that to stay alive. <laughs> I've had several surgeries in the last few years and I've just found out, or not found out, that I realize how important it is to get good exercise. And, that. and I've made so many friends as I go over and do my exercises in the swimming pool. Met so many friends and, and just love to do that. And you're still doing it? Oh, yes. How often, how often yes. do you go? Usually three or four times a week. If I'm not babysitting, more than that. But <laughs> I try to fit it in between <laughs> babysitting. But I enjoy that. It's a, a hobby, whether you'd call it a hobby or, or what it is. But it's something that I enjoy and I can, I feel like I'm doing something really worthwhile. Yeah. Do you do you feel different? Maybe if you if you're doing more babysitting and you, you miss the pool, does it does it affect your day? Does it affect your week when you don't get those that time in the water? Or oh, I can tell a difference. But for me, it's it's special to be with the kids and to be able to spend time with them. So it's all good. It's just all good. <laughs> uh, what would you say your biggest dream is? I think to feel in my heart like we have done our best to let the kids know that we love our Heavenly Father and we are so grateful to Him for everything we have. And I think just letting them know that Heavenly Father loves us and He knows how special our family is and He wants us to come back to Him as a family. And that would, that would be my idea of success, my greatest thing of success. Money, we've never, we've never 
paid that much attention to whether we have as much as money as some people do or we don't have that. We, do, we don't get in, into that. We just feel like we're blessed with something that money can't buy. <laughs> and that's good friends, a good community, a good family. We love the Lord. What more is there? <laughs> you know, just what more is there? You've talked a lot, and I know this is how you live, uh, your, your love for the Lord. Can you tell us a little about how you've developed that love? You know, some people would call it a conversion story. Um, and sometimes it's, not, it's obviously not just one experience, but what right. stands out in your life as maybe one or two really important, I guess, lessons? I think probably more now than I've ever realized before is the importance of teaching our kids when they're little to love their Heavenly Father. Talk about it in the home. You know, talk about what's going on with them when they go to primary, when they go to church, how they feel. I remember as a little girl growing up, my dad was called as Bishop of the Third Ward. And during that time, whenever it was conference time, general conference time, uh, he would invite four or five of my friends. I could invite whoever I wanted to come, and he would take us with him to go to conference. And uh, I think I remember, well, I distinctly remember this, just because David O. McKay was probably one of my favorite prophets. Uh, we were we attended conference in the tabernacle, the old tabernacle, and we were allowed to sit up in the uh, in the on the balcony rows where the bishops were to sit down on the you know the main section. But I remember every time we'd go, you'd watch people coming in and you'd see some of the church authorities and at that time we knew every authority and their names and what they looked like we just it was a huge thing you know it was pretty meaningful but I'll, I always remembered that we'd be sitting there and then there would come a hush over the audience you couldn't you could have heard a pin drop there and you'd look up and the choir would be softly singing, we thank you, God, for prophet. And in walked David on the cave from the side and all of the 12 apostles. And I felt something at those times that just I will never forget. I knew that was my testimony was starting. And I just knew that that was a prophet of the Lord. And that just was a real meaningful experience in my life. And it, it always was. And so when we were teaching primary, it was such a neat opportunity and a blessing whenever we talked about how special our prophets are for, for us to share some of those stories with them and, and feel that spirit and be able to testify to them and let them know, hey, this is real. It's real. 
that was special and always has been special to me. Had a lot of neat experiences like that. And we've had a lot of experiences teaching the primary. And if you're worried about the future for the ward, you want to be in the primary and, and watch how them little primary kids can answer all the questions and that. Their mothers and dads mm. are doing a super job. They're teaching them the gospel. It's just, it just has warmed our hearts to see what these kids know. They taught us more than we ever were able to teach them. We've come home from Frommier a lot of times, and I remember a lot of times saying, did you know that? I don't know that I knew that. <laughs> so we learned right well, along with them. The program they're on right now, them little kids through primary, they, they know the gospel pretty darn well, good. they are. And that's been fun, especially where we both love music, to go to primary and hear those kids just beller out some of those songs. They just love them. It's just been a joy, just a joy, to be able to share that with them and have that memory. We'll keep that, those memories with us forever. Is there anything other other questions uh, or experiences that you wanted to get to? I can't think of anything that uh, you had asked me. What have you done, or something about the community? Maybe about serving in the community. Oh yes, serving the community. We've had so much fun. Okay, I'm going to ask you again. I'm going to okay. ask you that question okay. again. Just will be okay because they'll edit out what we just talked about. So. So any other experiences about, you know, just serving in the community and, and uh, working with people? Well, we worked with our, our own kids. We raised sheep, so our kids were involved in their 4-H. And we've spent a lot of years being 4-H leaders and watching these kids grow and how to take care of their animals that they, they raised and, and took to show at this dog shows. And like I say, we just became friends with them and were able to teach them and learn from them. We got in a lot really involved with the 4-H clubs at that time and, and with homecoming. It seemed like every year we were either asked to be in charge of homecoming or they asked me if I would be in charge of the display rooms or not. And Patriotism has always been a huge thing in my family. It was always a huge thing. And so we were able to make a huge display room on, on patriotism. And those men that served from our ward, what service, what uh, branch of service they were in, and, and write up a little history on each one of them with pictures and, and their medals and and pictures of them with their, their uniforms on that and just different things like that, helping with, helping with that and the bazaar, the whole homecoming thing. It's not, it's not really not what it used to be, but we were always involved with that. We just have always felt like, you know, if there was anything we needed to do, we see that anybody needed any help, we've tried 
tried as best we could to, to help. And enjoyed every minute of it. <laughs> now, did I hear you mention you were going to be speaking with the Daughters of the Utah Pioneers? Mm-hmm. Sometime, what's your involvement there? I'm just a member. I'm just a member of the Daughters of the Utah Pioneers. My mother was a member and my grandmother, and it kind of was passed down. And I just belong to the, the Daughters of the Utah Pioneers from our, in our community. And they've asked me if I would, well, we all take our turns giving our histories of our ancestors. And, and uh, coming up, it's going to be my responsibility to pick out different monuments in this area and take, we're going on a little trek, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and so we can see all about our community, when it was founded, and, and what it was like in the years that it was founded. So I'm excited about that, but I, I play the piano for the DUP, and just, just enjoy being with the other sisters who kind of have that same spirit of learning about and paying respect to our ancestors. That's kind of important. One thought, uh, we, we didn't, I didn't prep you for this question, but just meeting with you and Cheryl and seeing the love that you have for each other and for your children and your posterity as it's growing, um, and we need to talk about Oreos later, but um, <laughs> I'm not coming into this house without, without getting some Oreos maybe, but uh, what a lot of people I think are wondering also, uh, you know, what about marriage? What about families? Right? Is it worth it? Oh. Right? Is it, uh, you know, I, I, want, I want to stay young. I want to be by myself, maybe, or, you know, and, and just kind of sow my oats. Or is there really somebody out there for me, you know? Uh, can you talk about maybe your advice to people who are in that early young adulthood? Why family? Why, why is it really that important? I should say, why marriage and family? It's just an eternal thing. It's an eternal principle. We belong to an eternal family. We've got a mother and father that are waiting for us to return. A heavenly mother and father, as well as our, our both of our parents are gone now. And if if what we try to do, we have a grandson living with us right now. And as well as our other grandkids, we try to let them know how important it is to make wise choices, to, to stay close to our Heavenly Father, and He'll guide them. He'll guide them to their spouses. I, I really feel like that's so true. You see some kids just getting so mixed up these days, but they're just trying to find mates either in the wrong places or with the, with the wrong intentions. And, and it makes us a little bit sad, but we just feel like marriage is an important principle. You don't learn that overnight, though. It's taken us 
well, 56 years, and we just, we're learning all the time. We don't know it all, <laughs> but we do know that family is the most important thing in our lives. And we want them to, to know that we want them to think about raising families in their life. They don't have to wait until they're married or wait until they're old people like we are to decide what they're looking for in life. It's right there for them to learn now. Even before they're married, it's so important for them to know now what they're looking for and where they can find that person. Sage advice. <laughs> well, we love this community. I know that you absolutely love this community. And oh, yes, we do. <laughs> given so much for it, and I'm sure you have hopes and desires. What, what is your hope for Lakeshore over the next 10 years? I think just if we can just keep the love here and the concern and the care for one another and learn to learn to know each other a little better. I mean, it's just been such a joy having you here tonight. Now I can say, I know Seth Mulder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it's the truth. There's so many. We go to church now, and there's so many. I nudging Cheryl and saying, Cheryl, do you know who those people are? And he'll say, no, I don't. So we know that's our job. <laughs> we need to find out about them and, and introduce ourselves and... And that's how our ward gets to be a stronger ward. That's why we're as special as we are, because we live with people who care. It doesn't matter what you live in. It doesn't matter. People don't care, care what you know, but they do do know if you care. Right. I don't know if that makes sense or not, <laughs> but I believe that to be so true. When people find out that you care, they're happy to see you. And, and they know that you're their friend. And we've got our job to do because there's a lot of new people in our ward and we haven't made acquaintances with them yet. So that tells us that we better get on the stick. And we're worried about the other ward because we were all one ward now. We don't know most of the people in that other ward. We just don't know anymore. We can't even keep up with the ones in our own ward. <laughs> well, now we're giving everybody uh, in this community a little insight into you two. And so they're going to, you do have your work cut out for you because you're going to have to go start asking some of these questions to them. <laughs> but I know as they listen, they're, uh, they're going to get a feeling for who you are. And uh, an appreciation for your contributions to the community, but I think exactly what you said, Bev. They're going to know that you care, and uh, that's that's the, what makes like sure the place it is is people who care and love one another. They, it's all that it is. The other day, one of her piano students, which everybody knows, he lives in the other ward, but. He, he can play the piano or he can do the whatever they need to in church. 
he come the other day, come in to visit. And this tickled me to death. Because he had tears in his eyes and he said, I want to come and thank you for teaching me to play the piano. But not only teaching me to play the piano, but teaching me to love the piano. Just stop especially to pay her that little tribute. And that's happened to a lot of kids down here that she took under their wing and taught them to play the piano. We've had a lot of, a lot of fun times. You don't, uh, there's not a division line saying, well, I'm too old to be your friend. You're too young to be my friend. My dearest friends have been my students. And they, I don't like to call them students. They're my friends, <laughs> as well as with our primary classes. We've seen some struggle, and then we've seen some of those that struggles to sh end up shining because they found themselves. And that's, that's what it's all about, I guess. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Bev, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you, this has, been, this has been fun. Wow, what a great episode. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out the next installment of Faith and Farmers, the Lakeshore Community Podcast. I'm your host and friend, Seth Mulder. Until next time, keep up the good work.